Good morning, and welcome to Overeaters Anonymous, a Vision for You Big Book Study. My name is Elaine B., and I'm a recovered compulsive overeater from Massachusetts. Today is Friday, August 18, 2017. Today, we're reading from the big book, and we're reading page 84, the third paragraph, and we have ceased fighting anything or anyone. Today's readers are Tala K. on the 12 Steps, Matt M. on the 12 Traditions, Stephanie L., Jody E. Q., and Linda D. The reference number for yesterday's 10 a.m. meeting, Thursday, August 17th, is 10324. And the reference number for this morning's 7 a.m. meeting, Friday, August 18th at 7 a.m., is 10327. The OA Preamble. Overeaters Anonymous is a fellowship of individuals who, through shared experience, strength, and hope, are recovering from compulsive overeating. We welcome everyone who wants to stop eating compulsively. There are no dues or fees for members. We are self-supporting through our own contributions, neither soliciting nor accepting outside donations. OA is not affiliated with any public or private organization, political movement, ideology, or religious doctrine. We take no position on outside issues. Our primary purpose is to abstain from compulsive eating and compulsive food behaviors and to carry the message of recovery through the 12 steps of OA to those who still suffer. Our sole purpose. OA's fifth tradition states, each group has but one primary purpose, to carry its message to the compulsive overeater who still suffers. At a Vision for You Big Book study, our message is that people who suffer from compulsive overeating can recover through abstinence and the practice of the 12 steps and 12 traditions of Overeaters Anonymous. I will now ask Tala Kay to read the 12 steps. Good morning. This is Tala Kay calling from Boston. May I be heard? Yes. Thank you, Elaine, for your service. The 12 steps. One, we admitted we were powerless over food, that our lives had become unmanageable. Two, came to believe that a power greater than ourselves could restore us to sanity. Three, made a decision to turn our will and our lives over to the care of God as we understood him. Four, made a searching and fearless moral inventory of ourselves. Five, admitted to God to ourselves, and to another human being the exact nature of our wrongs. Six, we're entirely ready to have God remove all these defects of character. Seven, humbly asked him to remove our shortcomings. Eight, made a list of all persons we had harmed and became willing to make amends to them all. Nine, made direct amends to such people wherever possible, except when to do so would injure them or others. Ten, continue to take personal inventory, and when we were wrong, promptly admitted it. Eleven, sought through prayer and meditation to improve our conscious contact with God as we understood him, praying only for his not praying only for knowledge of his will for us and the power to carry that out. 12. Having had a spiritual awakening as the result of these steps, we tried to carry this message to food addicts, to compulsive overeaters, and to practice these principles in all our affairs. Thank you, Tala Kay. I will now ask Matt M. to read the 12 traditions. Can you hear me? Yes, I can, Matt. Thank you. Thank, thank you for your service. Good morning, everyone. This is Matt M. Compulsory from New Jersey. Here are the 12 traditions. Number one, our common welfare should come first. Personal recovery depends upon OA unity. Two, for our group purpose, there is a one ultimate authority, a loving God, as he may express himself in our group conscience, our leaders of our trusted servants, they do not govern. Three, the only requirement for OA membership is a desire to stop eating compulsively. Four, each group should be autonomous except the matters affecting other groups or OA as a whole. Five, each group has a one primary purpose to carry its message to the compulsive overeater who still suffers. Six, an OA group will never endorse, finance, or lend the OA name to any related facility or outside enterprise so that the problems of money, property, and prestige divert us from our primary purpose. Seven, 
Area group ought to be fully self-supporting, declining outside contributions. Eight, ovaries and Amish remain forever non-professional, but our service centers may employ special workers. Nine, OA as such ought never be organized, but we may create service boards or communities directly responsible to those they serve. Ten, ovaries and Amish have no opinion on outside issues, hence the only name ought never be drawn into public controversy. Eleven, our perfect relations policies are based on retraction rather than promotion. We always maintain personal anonymity at the level of press, films, radio. Twelve, anonymity is the spiritual foundation of all our traditions. Every reminding us place principles and personalities. Thank you. Thank you, Matt M. How our meeting works. Our meeting focuses on the directions for recovery described in the Big Book of Alcoholics Anonymous. We read a paragraph or two from the literature, then stop and share on what was read. Anyone can share, but we ask that you keep your sharing to the topic and literature we are discussing, and that you keep your share to approximately three minutes. Singleness of purpose reminds us to identify as compulsive overeaters only. Our abstinence requirement for moderators is one year, and for readers is six months. There's no abstinence requirement for sharing on topic. This meeting does request that your sharing be directly linked to what was read. We're sharing what the directions in the big book mean to us. To share, press star 1 to unmute. Once you're done sharing, let us know by saying pass. Then press star 1 to mute your phone. In order to have a quiet meeting, everyone's phone except the speaker should be muted. Today, we resume our study of the big book on page 84, the third paragraph, beginning with, and we have ceased fighting anything or anyone. And I will ask Stephanie L. to begin reading. Good morning, everyone. This is Stephanie L., and I'm a recovered compulsive overeater from Southern California. And we have ceased fighting anything or anyone, even alcohol. For by this time, sanity will have returned. We will seldom be interested in liquor. If tempted, we recoil from it as from a hot flame. We react sanely and normally, and we will find that this has happened automatically. We will see that our new attitude toward liquor has been given to us without any thought or effort on our part. It just comes. That is the miracle of it. We are not fighting it, neither are we avoiding temptation. We feel as though we have been placed in a position of neutrality, safe and protected. We have not even sworn off. Instead, the problem has been removed. It does not exist for us. We are neither cocky nor are we afraid. That is our experience. That is how we react so long as we keep in fit spiritual condition. Wow. These are, these are the 10 step promises. And, um, you know, this has been my experience. And I just wanted to kind of go through and just point out each one of these promises. You know, we have ceased fighting anything or anyone, um, even alcohol. And, um, you know, I fought everything and everyone. Uh, You looked at me the wrong way (laughs) and I was resentful. Um, You didn't look at me and I was resentful. You gave me a compliment and I was resentful. You didn't give me a compliment and I was resentful. Um, And, you know, today I don't fight anything, whether um, it's the food, it's um, sugar and white flour, it's, you know, my family, um, I've been restored to sanity. You know, as it says here, sanity will have returned. We will seldom be interested in liquor. And if tempted, we recoil from it. It's from a hot flame. And in the last year and nine months that I have been out of relapse, um, there has not been a time where, um, you know, picking up was my option. Um, It was just removed. I can walk through the grocery store. Um, Yeah, does it smell good sometimes? But um, you know, I have never, ever um, been tempted um, to pick anything up in these last year and nine months. Um, we react sanely and normally, you know. Um, again, I don't have to call the suicide hotline when my nail breaks. Um, we will find that this has happened automatically. And the most amazing thing about this is this has been done to me, not by me. Um, you know, this has happened, as it says in the last sentence, this is how we react so long as we keep in fit spiritual condition. So these 10 step promises come true, have come true for me as a result of working the steps. I've worked steps one through nine and today live in 10, 11 and 12. And, um, you know, these things, again, they just, they just happen. I have been given a new attitude, um, you know, I'm not fighting it and I'm avoiding temptation. Um, 
You know, we feel we've been placed in a position of neutrality, safe and protected. And, you know, again, how do you go from, you know, binging uncontrollably to reacting sanely when it comes to food and when it comes to life through working these steps? Um, And it is truly a miracle. I don't have to fear going places where they're going to be serving food or walking through a bakery or I'm packing my food up right now to go on a road trip or going to Oregon to go see the full eclipse on Monday. And I'm not scared about, am I going to binge? What's going to happen? Um, What if I don't get my food? I'm not afraid. I know that I'm going to be protected as long as I continue, um, you know, to work these steps and I continue um, to work a 10 step on a daily basis. um, You know, whenever I feel agitated, resentful, discontented, whatever it is, you know, I have a fellowship and I have steps. And I have this big book that teaches me how to live life today. And with that, I'll pass. Thanks for letting me share. Thank you so much, Stephanie L. So we'll open the line for sharing now. Who'd like to comment on what Stephanie read? John K. John K. Kathleen O. Kathleen O. Dorita P. Dorita P. Shannon S. Shannon S. I'll take one or two more if you'd like. Well, why don't we start with that? John K., Kathleen O., Dorita P., Shannon F. Was there one more on the line there? No. Please go ahead, John K. Good morning. This is John Kiernan, Recovered Compulsive Overeater in Los Angeles. Uh, thank you, everybody, Team Friday. I, uh, I wanted to jump on early because i got to head out to the airport in a little while. I'm going to Santa Cruz be with some of my OA fellows. Um, this to me, one of the most important things in the book, you know, when I read any kind of a big uh, gathering of any kind, I read this almost right away. Uh, especially I read this at, at relapse workshops because to me, when I was just in the food and, and, and I was on a multi-year relapse cycle with many years in program, uh, the idea of, of uh, you know, you, they would read the night step promises in meetings, and I would be like, yeah, 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 intuitively no, yada, 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 how I want to get out of the food. And this to me is the answer, the answer being, if we do this work, we will get to that point, and, and that it will get effortless. Not always, I mean, I'll be honest, you know, there are little times when things happen, but for the most part, it, it becomes so second nature and effortless. It isn't hard, and and that was the thing I had such trouble uh, visualizing and, and believing uh, that it would be. I had the you know I had the, the I think it's a quintessential OA thing of having it be really easy the first time, and then I gave it away, and I think that was because it was just another diet and all of my diets were the first time. Um, but I knew I mean th- this gave me so much hope to know wow, maybe if I do this, I won't be so hard. Because the idea at that moment uh, of me slipping and sliding and, and, oh, my God, if I do get the food down, am I just going to have to deal with for the rest of my life having to hear this voice screaming in my head, taking up 90% of my day? Am I going to eat? Am I not going to eat? Am I going to do this? Am I not? And to know that there will be a time when that won't happen if I do all this work was just so important for me to hear. Now, that doesn't mean it isn't tough in the beginning, but it, you know, we're not masochists. Those of us who got a lot of time uh, under our belts, we wouldn't do this if it was miserable the way it was in the beginning. But the key for me was I had to get through the hard part to get to the easy part. And that's what this book promises me in this little area. It, it's so easy. It, you know, I have alcohol in my house, even though I'm a recovering alcoholic. Never think about it. Uh, I have food that I don't eat in my house. It's fine. It's not my food. And you will get to that place, but you got to do the work steps one through nine and on to ten. And with that, I pass. Thank you so much, John Kay. Kathleen O, you're up next, followed by Dorita P. Good morning. Thank you. This is Kathleen O, recovered compulsive overeater in California. Good morning, everyone. Um, I just had to jump in on this because this is the most amazing um, part of the big book. The, this, these promises 
Um, I, it is just, it really is a miracle. It's a true miracle. You know, I remember um, just never being able to control what, what was going in my mouth. And, um, you know, one time I was back east and I lived on the west coast and I was back east and I was very restless, irritable, discontent. And I was going to Dunkin' Donuts every single morning and buying a dozen donuts and going back to this little apartment I was staying in and just, you know, telling myself, okay, don't eat these, don't eat these. No, I have to eat these, I have to eat these. Ah, these feel so good. You know, don't eat anymore, don't eat anymore. Okay, I won't do it tomorrow, I won't do it tomorrow. And then I would eat more. Um, And I would get up and go and do it again the next day. And I gained so much weight when I was back there, I couldn't even fit into any of the clothes that I brought with me when I went back home. And, and that was just an example of what my life was all the time around the food. Um, it was just horrible. And, you know, after working these steps and doing this program and continuing to stay in fit spiritual condition, because if I rest on my laurels, all is lost. This is a daily reprieve I have. And, it really is a miracle to be able to, you know, go places and see that kind of food and just not want it. I mean, I never thought that was even possible. And, you know, people, there was a fair in our town and people were saying, oh, yeah, you know, the corn dogs, oh, I got to work this off and stuff. And just thinking of the fair food made, made me nauseous. It's like you couldn't pay me to eat that again. You couldn't pay me to eat Dunkin' Donuts today. You know, now if I rest on my laurels and don't do this program, that might all change. Um, but today, I do recoil as from a hot flame. I don't want it. And the best part is not fighting anyone or anything. Um, you know, I can go through the day really practicing patience, kindliness, tolerance, and love. And when I do that, I can let people be control freaks. I can let people be irritable and restless and selfish, whatever. And I don't have to suck into that. You know, I can just be kind and loving and patient and tolerant. And I'm not always perfect at it, but I certainly work at it every day. And when I do it, I do not fight the food, and I don't fight anyone else either. And um, there really are amazing miracles in this program. I never thought they were possible, but they are. Thank you, I pass. Thank you very much, Kathleen O. Dorita P., you're up next, followed by Shannon Hi. S. Hi, thank you. My name, hi, my name is Dorita P. Uh, from Cleveland, um, and I'm a compulsive overeater. I'm a recovered compulsive overeater, and it says, uh, and we have ceased fighting anything and anyone. Uh, what's coming to mind is I was getting ready to fight a couple people, uh, but it, it took me a couple days to think about it to not fight them. Um, so. Uh, you know, um, these these two people wanted to close a meeting for Labor Day uh, because the church is closed, but we had the option of having it at a couple other different places to keep the meeting open. And so this is a Monday 1.30 meeting. So I wanted to fight and say, well, you know, my, my thing is if there's one person who wants to keep it open, or if there's one person who's willing to be there, then why close it? So that was my take on it. But anyway, I came, uh, you know, we were communicating via text, and I came back with something nice and pleasant, and I felt better, and I felt better, and I believe it saved our relationships. Uh, So I'm just really grateful for that. And, um, you know, I could comment on that one promise, you know, for 10 days probably. But uh, I'm just so grateful. All of these promises have come true for me, you know, for by this time, sanity will have returned. Yes, I do. You know, and I say, you know, I'm still the same person. Uh, but I say, uh, I heard a guy in AA say, uh, but I pass as the same person. And it was funny. <laughs> I pass as the same person. And then it says, we will seldom be interested in liquor. Yeah, I'm rarely interested in excess food, rarely. Um, but it happens, but it's rare. So I'm really grateful for that. And I just want to share, because I could go on and on about the rest of the promises, but uh, I love the 10th step promises. In fact, I think I love the 10th step promises even better than the ninth step promises, um, because it talks about the the real freedom and the neutrality. 
Um, but I was grateful yesterday because I was wearing an outfit that I bought 10 years ago uh, when I first lost 100 pounds, and I was am, am still able to wear it today. You know, and that's 10 years, and I said, you know, before OA, I wasn't able to maintain any weight for any weight loss for 10 minutes, let alone 10 years. Or so I'm, I'm just really grateful. And with that, I'll pass. Thank you. Thank you, Drita P. Shannon S., you're up now. Uh, thank you. Good morning, everybody. This is Shannon S., a grateful, recovered, compulsive overreader just outside of Buffalo, New York. Um, and uh, reading this, I mean, as everybody had said, what a powerful paragraph, what, what powerful promises. And um, it was interesting, last night I uh, I had a dream, and, uh, you know, one of those food dreams, but this one was different. And it was uh, it was a food dream, but where I got uh, with the food, and even without taking a bite of anything, just looking, I was totally repulsed. And um, I actually woke up this morning just feeling sick to my stomach. And it just reminded me um, as to where I've been and how far I've come. And, um, and just that that certain foods, certain ingredients, excess food, that's poison to me. That's toxic to my body. Um, you know, that'll give me a hangover just like, just like too much alcohol. And, um, and that's a gift. That's a gift to remember where I've been. That's a gift to remember the pain and the discomfort because that keeps me on this path of keeping myself through God's help doing the footwork to keep myself spiritually fit. Um, by the grace of God, I have been abstinent and recovered for over a year now. And um, it's also by the grace of God that I can walk through really difficult things in my life and not go to the food. Yes, um, the feelings are, are harder. I can feel them more. Um, they're more uncomfortable. But I can live through them rather than just um, fumble along through them in a, in a food coma. And it's amazing to not have to fight. I remember thinking, you know, for decades when in the disease, how in the world, there's no way that I could go through a day um, and not have my mind be consumed with the food and not be fighting everything. Everything felt like a fight. And now today, yeah, there are difficulties in life. I'm a human being, you know. <laughs> it doesn't mean abstinence and recovery just brings about this uh, pink cloud, perfect existence. But I don't have to be fighting all the way through because I can lean back in the arms of my higher power and let my God do the fighting and me do the footwork. And that is such a gift. So thank you all. I pass. Thank you very much, Shannon S. Now we'll open the line for some more shares. Who'd like to comment on? Melissa C. I heard Melissa C. And was that Jeanette? Okay, Jeanette and Nancy O. Reggie E.Q. Oh, Okay, I heard, uh, I'm going to ask you to pause now. I heard um, Sherry KB and Jody EQ. And let's stop with that right now, if I may. And um, so I've got Janet. Please give us the first initial, your last name, when you share. Melissa C., Reggie O., Jody EQ, and Sherry KB. Janet, please go ahead. Um, this is Jeanette G. I'm a recovering compulsive overeater in California. <clears throat> And, Thank you. Um, I, and I love um, that last line, like everyone else was saying, this is how we react so long as we keep in, in fit spiritual condition. And it reminds me of my um, other favorite, one of my other favorite lines about the spiritual malady. When the spiritual malady is overcome, we straighten out mentally and physically. Uh, I'm back on page 64. And for me, it's, you know, remembering that step 10 is about um, – dissipating that buildup of emotion and because of um, who I am as a human being that God created. Oops, I remembered I'm on speaker. Sorry, let me get off speaker. Sorry about that. Um, that um, as a child of God, that I need to be connected to um, my higher power and um, food with my higher power. And I love that our steps, you know, step one is the only one that really talks about food, you know, that we are powerless over it and our lives is unmanageable. And then all the rest of the steps are getting, are about getting in spiritual, fit spiritual condition, you know, about getting back to that, um, 
space that our higher power created us to be in. And so um, I'm really grateful that the steps, you know, direct me slowly but surely, figuring out what my higher power is once I can um, let go of the food because, you know, food was my higher power and actually body obsession as well. You know, if only I was thin enough, then, you know, I'd be the spiritual goddess I thought I needed to be. And um, and that's just not how this human um situation that we're in works and, um, you know, and then turning my will over to um, my life and my will, my thoughts and my actions over to a power greater than me, the program and the groups and taking direction and um, rather than turning it over to food every day and, um, and then going through all of the rest of the steps, you know, to clean house and, and maintain that. And, um, and I'm so grateful for this meeting and for some speakers I've heard over the last year that really talk directly about step 10 and to do it immediately you know, stay in fit spiritual condition, you know, something happens at work and I'm like, oh yeah, I'll, I'll think of my 10th step tonight at bed. Well, guess what? Between that situation at work and bed, there's a lot of things that um, my disease wants to tell me to reach for food. So getting um, in that, um, taking that step to that 10th step immediately with technology now, being able to send text and all of those ways of doing that. It's just, we're really in a blessed time and I'm so grateful to be part of this meeting. Thanks for letting me share, I pass. Thank you, Janet G. Melissa C, you're up next, followed by Reggie O. Hi, good morning. It's Melissa C, Recovered Compulsive Overeater in New York. and. Um, You know, so, like, these are promises um, that we get, like, neutrality around the food. um, And, um, I mean, like, what could be better than that? You know, like, when I first came into um, OA, I couldn't even imagine, like, not, um, not wanting the food. Like, I, you know, when when people first started, myself included, it's like, what do you mean I could never eat that again? You know, and that was, like, all I could focus on. But the gift is um, you don't want to. Like, doing the work, I don't want to because sanity returns. Why would I want to put in something in my body that I know is deadly for me? Like, that's that's insane. So part of the sanity returning is the desire gets removed. But, you know, along with this promise is um, there's direction here. Like, I cannot fight. I must, I must cease fighting anything and anyone. And that means, like, yes, not just, like, food, but people, but, like, politics, you know, nonsense at work. For me, it means, like, there could be an issue at work, um, like, you know, I'm part of a union. Um, and thank God that I have union reps who do not have what I have because, I cannot engage in battle, and if I look weak, and if it looks like um, I'm not supporting, you know, my my people, um, I have to be okay with that, because what I have will kill me, and I am not designed to fight. If I fight, if I engage in any battle, what happens for me is I begin to complain, I begin to commiserate. Um, it's like a bag of potato chips for me, one complaint, one fight, it snowballs. And then I'm obsessively um, checking political posts. Then I'm obsessively looking at what my um, principal is doing that's pissing everybody off. And, and then I'm eating. Like, that is what happens for me. So step one, I have this thing, and so I must follow Um, all of these directions. And when I do, um, I don't want to eat, you know. And I know, like, as soon as I start battling um, a food thought, for me, I start getting hungry. Like, I'm like, oh, my God, it's, it's, you know, it's 11 a.m. and I'm starving. Um, That's that's what happens to this addict. So as long as I don't fight, um, you know, then I live in spiritual condition and the food doesn't call me. Thank you. With that, I'll pass. Thank you, Melissa C. Reggio, you're up next, followed by Jody EQ. Thank you so much. Thank you for your service this morning and everybody who is here. <clears throat> this is Reggio, very gratefully recovered in the Los Angeles area. And yeah, you know, these promises are abs- they're, they're really absolutely amazing, you know, and I just reading them again this morning, it's like 
Uh, I remember the first time I read this with some degree of consciousness and reading it, and I thought, how on, I mean, like, how on earth is that possible? You know, I couldn't get in my being the experience that it would be to to for these pro, for these promises, you know, to be happening in my life, which they are today, and it gives me like just the, it just gives me every reason to be grateful. <clears throat> that first line. And we have ceased fighting anything or anyone, even food, you know. And that that really strikes me, you know, that it's like we have ceased fighting anything or anyone, even food. Uh, Because we we actually needed to give up food, you know, compulsive eating in in that respect, food. Uh, We needed to give up compulsive eating in step one so we could do the rest of the steps. And then the fighting anything or anyone else, you know, the, the, the reasons, you know, fighting fighting other people, other things within, in whatever ways that I, I, I fought, you know, that's a part of the, you know, part of the big reason I turned to, uh, I turned to food. So, you know, when I put food down and that's not an option and I go through and, and work these amazing steps, you know, and it says, uh, sanity will have been returned, you know, second, second step, uh, you know, we, uh, a power greater than ourselves that would restore us to sanity, and we, you know, and then I began the stopping of the fight when I, you know, turned my will and my life over and really, you know, made a decision to do that. And I've had to go back and do work in the third step. But it, you know, it's really powerful because anything that I fight, anything that I use my will over, is going to get me in the end. You know, and I, that that's what I've learned. And um, so I have this wonderful opportunity, which I get to take, which is to surrender most everything. <clears throat> I don't do it all the time, and I don't do it all at once. But, you know, when I surrender, it's like this this great surrender to a power greater than myself, keeping fit spiritual condition, you know. I use these spiritual principles to to take care of what's happening in my life. Uh, it then It's like a great weight is lifted off my back, you know, and I'm free. And, you know, a position of neutrality, it's happened automatically, you know, given to us without any thought or effort on our part. I can't, I can't make the, you know, the compulsion to eat uh, or the obsession around food go away, but I can work these steps and it's lifted, you know, that's, that's how it comes, you know, the, the thought and the effort goes into the working of the steps and, you know, clearing out what's gotten in the way of my relationship with God who could actually do the heavy lifting for me. So uh, that is the miracle of it. It truly is a miracle. Um, feels like a miracle. And um, the problem has been removed. And thank you for the reminder, Elaine, and I'll pass. Thank you so much, Reggie O. Jody Q, Jody E.Q., you're up next, followed by Sherry K.B. Thank you, Elaine. Thanks, everybody. This is Jody EQ, Gratefully Recovered, calling in from Florida this morning. Oh, this is one of my very, very favorite paragraphs because, oh, it's just promising what I wanted and needed for so long and what seemed to elude me for so long. Probably six or seven years ago, I helped start a meeting in my hometown which was a big book study, and we read this paragraph rather than the ninth step promises. We read this paragraph at every meeting. And I can remember longing for this, this position of neutrality. It just seemed like such an amazing promise. When am I ever going to get there? And I have to say I had to find a vision for you to get there. I I don't even exactly know why that is, but it is. I needed to be with all of you, enough recovered people to have it rub off on me. Um, And thank you, God, I can say that this is true for me today. Now, the one sentence that we've, we've been talking about, the first one, we have ceased fighting anything for anyone is such a powerful sentence. It means so much to me. Um, I have a pet peeve, and that is uh, the environment. I, it just bothers me, you know, that we seem to be um, causing a lot of havoc in the natural world. And um, I have to stop fighting that and accept life on life's terms and which is the change I want to see in the world. I am the only thing and person that I can change. 
and I can't change anybody else. And when I try, I'm being selfish. I'm trying to be the director of the show. God is so much bigger than me. I don't see the huge, big picture that God sees. God sees it, though. And I need to align my will with God. And fighting anything is not going to help anything. Um, and then there's, you know, the political situation, too. That's distressing. And uh, coming from a place of peace, of serenity, that's the only really powerful place to come from in this world. And, and that's what, through the grace of God and these amazing 12 steps, I am usually able to do today. And for that, I am so grateful. And with that, I pass. Thank you very much, Jody EQ. And someone is unmuted. And if it's Sherry Kay, awesome. Sherry Kay B, she's ready to share. But if not, could you please... Um, could you please double check to mute your phone? Thank you so much. Sherry KB? Good morning, Lang. Good morning, everybody. Sherry KB in Northern California, grateful recovered compulsive reader. So grateful to be here this morning. Thank you so much for your service, Elaine. And wow, the 10 step promises. Um, you know, I've been listening to everybody, and there's so much I want to say. And the first thing I want to say is, you know, Every time we have directions, we get promises afterwards if we follow the directions. And yesterday we were talking about the directions of Step 10. And I just want to start here by saying that that is how we react, so as long as we keep in fit spiritual condition. Um, so as long as I am doing living uh, this program every day in 10, 11, and 12, I'm going to get the promises of Step 10. Um, neutrality around the food, um, recoil it from a hot flame. Um, I love this part that it says that um, without any thought or effort on our part. So, you know, the the food has been taken care of. Um, I don't have to think about it anymore. I can just go on with my life. Not to say it doesn't happen sometimes because it says if tempted. So you know what I do if I'm tempted? I go, I walk by something and something looks at me. I go, Sherry, that's not your food. And I just kind of say it out loud, and it's very helpful and comical at the same time uh, for me. And, you know, just the fact of being placed in neutrality, sane, I always say sane, safe, and protected is my little thing that I do. I ask God to please keep me sane, safe, and protected. And the problem has been removed. It doesn't exist for us. I'm not cocky or afraid. And, you know, the minute... Um, I hear, I got this, I know that's cockiness, and I never want to think I've got this because I don't. And it's on a daily basis for me that I live in steps 10, 11, and 12, and that is where I keep in fit spiritual condition by doing step 10 when I'm disturbed. And then all these promises come true for me. And I just I could go on and on about each thing that's in here. Um, and it's saying this happens automatically. Um, there's no effort on our part. It's, that is the miracle of it. That's what's amazing to me and the freedom that I feel um, and fighting, not fighting people anymore. You know, I, I used to try to fight to have my own way. Now I know that I can look at my selfishness, dishonest, self-seeking, and afraid and know what to do with it. And I love, I love, love these promises. And I, too, agree. I wish these were, you know, at reading at the end of the meeting instead of the step nine promises. And with that, I pass, and I thank my higher power so much all of you on the line. Thank you, Sherry KB. And we have time for three or four more shares. Who'd like to call Ginger C. Ginger C. Lori S. Lori S. Penny. Penny Elsie, I believe it is. Yeah. And one more. I heard someone G. Deanna B. Deanna B. Okay. Okay, Carl, I'm sorry. I don't think we're going to have time for you today as well. I had Ginger C., Laura M., Penny Elsie, and Deanna B. So, um, Ginger, would you please go ahead? Hi. Good morning, Elaine. Thank you for your service. And welcome to everyone on the line, especially the newcomer, and uh, these amazing 10-step promises. So what happened, you know, I followed these clear-cut directions, this practical program of action. You know, it's not what I'm thinking. It's always what I'm doing. It's this action. And I had no idea these promises were coming down on page 85. I just started out at the beginning, and whatever my sponsor said, I did. 
but I laugh when I left Virginia Beach that first con- convention with Vision for You. My flight landed in Dulles, and I swear to you, my biggest binge food that I was relapsing on prior to putting the fork down was Dunkin' Donuts. And my gateway literally dropped me off at a Dunkin' Donuts, and I freaked out. I was frozen. I couldn't move. And I just started texting my sponsor, what do I do? Because I'm not reacting sanely and normally. My food's staring at me, and I'm smelling it, and I'm looking at it, and I'm wanting it, and, and I don't know what to do. And then he so kindly replied, well, I think you have another flight to catch. So you just start walking to that next gate. But that's where I was at the beginning. You know, I didn't have these promises. But again, you just follow the directions. You keep working this like your life depends on it. And then you do get to 85 and you're neutral. I can go buy any Dunkin' Donuts today and I don't even look. It just doesn't even bother me. And that's what's amazing. And that it happens automatically. So if you're new, just find someone and get into this work and then watch it start working you. And like many people have said, it is a a fifth spiritual condition. It's a daily deal. I can't rest on yesterday's work for today's work. And I pray, that's my biggest prayer, that I just don't stop. This disease is doing push-ups. It is not stopping. It never takes a day off. And if anything, it works overtime. I can't afford ever to be stopped. I don't want to go back to that bite, that nightmare, that hell that I left I'm just amazed that I'm even neutral today. I thought I'd be eating till my last breath, and then here I sit neutral around food, and now I get to be of maximum service, which is even more unbelievable. So I'm just so grateful. Thank you, God, for this big book and these clear-cut directions. And with that, I pass. Thank you very much, Ginger C. And Laura M., you're up next, followed by Penny Elsie. I believe I heard Laura M. Hello? Hi. Laura? Uh, this is Lori. Lori oh, S. Lori. in Northern California. <laughs> Thank you. Hi. Uh, gratefully recovered, standing in my classroom, realizing this is my last opportunity to share for 10 months to this meeting. Uh, I love the 10-step promises. If so many people have said, I wish we read them in meetings over the ninth step promises because they're so true. If we keep in fit spiritual condition, it reminds me of my favorite story in the back of the big book, which is the last story of of fourth edition. AA taught him to handle sobriety. And it says, God willing, we may never have to again deal with drinking, but we have to deal with sobriety every day. And he goes on to say, when I had been in AA only a short while, an old timer told me something that's affected my life. AA does not teach us how to handle our drinking, he's my alcoholic foods. He said, it does teach us to handle sobriety. Working the steps daily has given me that gift of neutrality, even as people have mentioned where things have been so chaotic, so haywire. I have neutrality around the food. Being a teacher, it's a carb fest here at school this week. I have neutrality. I walk in there with my abstinent breakfast. People go, that looks really good. And I don't care what carbs they've brought in. You can smell them a mile away. I have been given a gift, and it's now my turn to share that gift with all who share my compulsion. And with that, I pass. Thank you so much. Thank you, Lori S. Penny LC, you're up next. Good morning, Elaine, and good morning to everyone on the line. This is Penny Elsie, a grateful, recovered, compulsive overeater from the state of Washington. I wanted to focus on the two lines, that one that says, the problem has been removed. Well, what was the problem? Beyond the food, it was the obsession of my mind. And, and to be able to have that freedom from that obsession, and then it and then go on to say it does not exist uh, for me. And why not? Um, Because I'm now cooperating with my higher power. Um, I am neither cocky because I'm humbly seeking God's will and striving to follow 
um, you know, my higher powers will. Nor am I afraid because today I'm trusting and relying on my higher power. And therein lies the gift for me. That allows me to have, beyond the food sobriety, that allows me to have emotional sobriety one day at a time. And with that, I'll pass. Thank you. Thank you very much, Lori S. I mean, Penny L.C. Deanna B., you're up next. And I believe it was Reggie that wanted to share. It looks like we may have time for you after all. Thank you. Thank you. My name is Deanna B. I'm a grateful, recovered, compulsive overeater from the Chicago area. And thank you so much for your service. This meeting and the one before, they've been so great today. I didn't get to comment before. I wasn't in a position to do that. But what I wanted to say is that given neutrality, I really never thought that would happen in my lifetime. Uh, My first meeting in OA was in 1975. My introduction to a vision was in June of 2014, and I was about four months abstinent. So I had not recovered in a vision as yet. In July, July 4th weekend, I went with a friend to a 75th anniversary for Alcoholics Anonymous in Atlanta, Georgia. I would never do that again, but it was on our bucket list. I was going to be turning 80, and my girlfriend was 79. Anyway, she could get food. She's not a compulsive eater. I could not. They ran out of food. And I began to panic. And I called my sponsor, who picked up immediately because she knew where I was, and my nutritionist, who also knew where I was. And I had gotten something that I thought was grilled. I had stood in line for two hours, and it was fried. And fried foods is a trigger for me. And she said, say a prayer, take as much of that off, and eat it. You need it for fuel. My sponsor said the next day when I couldn't get anything but a hamburger, no bun, no tomato. Well, I don't eat the wheat, but anyway, she said, you'd be surprised how we can get along with little, as so little. And when I was in rehab after my open heart surgery, I made sure these people were close to me. All of you were close to me. And I believe that I have been given the freedom as long as, you know, I keep spiritually fit. And how I keep spiritually fit is I try to set myself up for recovery and success, not how I used to sabotage myself for failure. So uh, I just, it's a miracle. It's a miracle that I've been abstinent and uh, the food no longer calls me. Thank you, and I'll pass. Thank you very much, Deanna B. Reggie, if you're on the line and you still want to share, we do have time for you. We've got about two minutes. Elaine, this is Reggie, and I shared already. I think it was a gentleman who had uh, put his it name It was in. a gentleman, and I'm sorry I didn't catch your name, sir. Could, um, but if you could press star one to unmute, we'd love to give you a minute or two here, or two minutes here. His oh, name hi. was Carlo. Carlo. I. Uh, Carlo, thank you so much. I'm sorry I didn't write your name down, but please go ahead. All right, I can be heard? Cool. Yes. Um, Carlo from Los Angeles, and um, so grateful to be on this meeting. I uh, I think when I first started uh, listening to A Vision for You, there wasn't a 10 a.m., and I'm on the West Coast, so it was like 4 in the morning. So um, anyway, so grateful for this, and um yeah, these promises are just, you know, brilliant. And um, just the fact that it says that it's done to us just by following this process. Um, and, you know, I'm, you know, eight years since I've compulsively overeaten. And uh, it's pretty amazing to not wake up and think about food every single day and, you know, just obsess about it and then beat myself up for eating it and, just, you know, all this crazy stuff and to get on with life. And, um yeah, it's really a beautiful journey to um, get out of self as well because um, there's just so much freedom there. And um, 
that's really all I just want to say is that, you know, I'm, I'm blessed for these tools and, um, put down the food, other life problems come up, but the reality is we get this, this process to work with it and then to work with other people through the step 12. And, and I get to realize I'm not alone, um, which definitely, you know, makes everything easier because, you know, oftentimes I go into isolation and thinking that, you know, my problems are worse than everyone else's. And when we work with other people, we see that, you know, everyone's, going through their own flavor. No one has the exact same flavor, but we have the commonality of, um, you know, of compulsive eating. And uh, it's a great opportunity to see the commonality in all situations, even though they're slightly, you know, a little bit different. And that gives us the opportunity or gives me the opportunity to have my own unique message and, and hopefully help people in the program um, that maybe uh, weren't able to identify their own voice and I can do that in my own unique way, which maybe can help them. So thanks for letting me share. I appreciate it. I'm glad you could share, Carlo. Thank you very much for your share. So thank you to everyone who shared. And we're now going to transition the meeting um, by reading um, from the big book on page 184, followed by the serenity prayer and newcomer greetings and some announcements. So, um, Joey E.Q., would you please read a vision for you? I certainly will. Thank you. With pleasure. Our book is meant to be suggestive only. We realize we know only a little. God will constantly disclose more to you and to us. Ask him in your morning meditation what you can do each day for the man who is still sick. The answers will come if your own house is in order. But obviously you cannot transmit something you haven't got. See to it that your relationship with him is right and great events will come to pass for you and countless others. This is the great fact for us. Abandon yourself to God as you understand God. Admit your faults to him and to your fellows. Clear away the wreckage of your past. Give freely of what you find and join us. We shall be with you in the fellowship of the Spirit, and you will surely meet some of us as you trudge the road of happy destiny. May God bless you and keep you until then. <laughs>